Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, okay, it's a Friday edition of Balloon Party driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota. And this is the one that people tune in for even more so than the ones on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday because it has the Little Piddles Friday six shooter and it's a wide berth Friday. So you text in a topic and there's a chance that we could spend the entire hour just diving deep. Deep dives and the six-shooter. What else could you ask for in an hour of award-winning midday radio? 314-399-9646. It's the Air Comfort Service text line. Just saw Greg Amsinger as we were coming in. Great guy. The great Randy Carricker, the great Kerry Davis, the great Matt Rocchio. Everyone is great. No one, though, greater than me. Does that come off the wrong way? Uh, to some, but you know we don't care about the opinions of some. We care about the opinions of most, and most would agree. Nice. Real nice. You're firing on all cylinders today. You're eight days away from sharing a room with Lisa Ann in Jamaica. That's right. Yeah. Just trying to, you know, I'm trying to be at my best. You're trying to get into mid-season form. You want to peak at the right time. Uh, Not too early. Don't want to peak too early. That's that's always the key. So I think I'm going to be in, you know, mid-season form by the time that we fly down to Jamaica. Look at you. I hope to be at least. You you know, we're not going to be doing, we'll be be doing TMA from Jamaica. TMA is more of a Jamaican show. (laughs) Uh, so I believe Randy and Carrie have to do the show in the days that we're off. Such a weird dynamic. I feel terribly. Yeah, I always apologize. I like, no, it's great. I'm just like, okay. Should I like Let st- me tell you something. Yeah. And I want to be clear, if the shoe were on the other foot, how do you think I'd feel? <laughs> You'd be like, how much do I get for this? Right. <laughs> Not doing this. You know, and they're just like happy to do something. it. Yeah. That's what it's like to be a team player, have a polite disposition, be pleasant around the workplace. These are things I don't know. I don't understand. Right. Your attitude, Randy, is foreign to me. But we compromise the the team aspect with you for the greatness. And I think most would agree that that's I'm a like fair trade I'm like having trade-off. Randy Moss in the locker room. Yeah. You know, it can't... It's worth it. It's going to be a pain in the ass. Yeah. But it's worth it. A hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. And you always, when you go up to Wisconsin, take your pants I've off. I've never been to Wisconsin. Really? I've never been in the state of Wisconsin. I've never been in the state of Iowa. I've never been in the state of Oklahoma. And uh, I have been to Nebraska. number of uh, border states that I have not been to. Wisconsin, I recognize, not bordering, but yet pretty close. And I would imagine a lot of people, a percentage of people from St. Louis who've been to Wisconsin go. A 70%. I go under on that, but I think I'm going to go. Door County, man. That's a good, that's uh, a summer vacation spot. Well, it is if you went to Ladue. <laughs> I'm sure that you'd be like, yeah, 80% of people go to the Hamptons. No, no, 90% of the people go to Malibu. That's not the case. Those would be way lower than Door County. Well, I would agree. 
That's a, you know, that's just a, that's, that's the, good that's old the, Midwest summer takiest vacation. Of takes. Well, I'm a takesmith. I know you are. Uh, how, how upset are you that the SEC issued a statement saying that they're officiating screwed up on uh, Wednesday night? It was a it was a poorly officiated game. You knew that going. But they into had the game. To issue a statement because the review uh, the replay officials told the referees that a play was not reviewable when it was. Listen, you know that's that's. Hey, I, my bet still got paid. Right, and mistakes happen. I still think the right team won. I think the team that deserved to win won. Now again, clouded by bias, but right. It's important to acknowledge that I tip my cap for acknowledging that. Yeah, that's 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 you can't go around that. But they knew the refs knew it was going to be a physical game. The Arkansas Vanderbilt game had seven technical fouls called in, and it was one of the chippiest basketball games I've ever seen. They knew it was going to be chippy on a rematch in Columbia, and I don't think they prepared well for it. So that was going to happen. Fifty-six fouls. I, I here's something. I'll, I'll just throw this. Is, I'm just it's a, it's we'll throw it out there on Friday. Let's Love just throw it out there. Let's do it. And I'm sure it's going to go well. Talking college athletics with those who are invested in a team, because for a lot of people they don't care. And I think I think it's I think St. Louis has a lower interest of college sports of any city in the SEC. And by that I mean any city that would be considered. I'll even expand it to like a top 100 market. Do you, you follow me on yeah, that? Oh I yeah, think it's more of a you. professional sports team sure. uh, city. Kansas City has it. I think a lot of that is actually ble- bled over from the Big 8 days slash Big 12 with KU, K-State, and Missouri and the fan bases with alumni in the region. So with that said, um, with regards to talking about college sports and, and college athletics, I wonder, then you can do with it what you want but i wonder how people view this thought talking college sports with those who are invested in it is like talking politics right where anything that is said against your team is immediately dismissed as untrue or fake and everything and you know it's total identity you're all grown up and you're all grown up you're ready for lee sam thank you i wish I we were you. going tomorrow because i think you'd have a big I'm weekend peaking, now a little worry you're peaking too early and yeah, that's going to be a problem too, it really peak. really could be like too big of a problem no, so I, I, yeah. I, I i've i've discovered that this year, I feel like, has really like opened my eyes to it, I think. Because I'm opening your eyes to it and pointing it out. And I, and I saw it, and I'm going, like, I saw Gabe, friend of the Balloon Party and TMA, and I went to journalism school with him. One of us graduated. I won't let you know which one. <laughs> and he tweets out the statement, and, you know, and then people are like, well, F this. Not necessarily going after Gabe, but it's just, I'm just going, but it's the statement from the SEC. Now, if I'm an Arkansas fan, I'm more angry about it. Because that was a significant call. It was 43.7 seconds left. And the 17 seconds before that, there was a a, a foul on, uh, I can't remember, it was Morris, who fouled out on that play right. on goals, the, the, the Golston and one. The Golston and one he did. And he didn't touch him. And this is, I want to reinvest in college basketball, but I'm just observing this. And I don't necessarily think it's new, by the way. No, refereeing, is, especially in basketball, has been a topic of conversation and that's forever. why I, I i don't know i haven't why i have watched alabama play a couple of games yeah. saw him play arkansas There's and that was a tight game but then they ran away with it in fayetteville at bud walton and another game maybe they've Georgia. won every sec game by double digits that i just think missouri's free rolling but we, you think the number is gonna be five five and a half yeah i could see it go up to like six or seven though. it's such a tough spot i know for blues fans a blues blackhawks game considering the blues are in the spot that they're in and the blackhawks are really bad doesn't have the normal saturday night attraction i think the bigger factor actually for potential intensity there is it's, it's a real thing is the chiefs play the jaguars yeah if whatever three 
25 or whatever the hell it is tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, Gabe Yarman, here's a guy covering the team, said, yeah, I'm going to be slightly distracted. And he's going to be courtside for t- the number four team in the country against a team that, you know, is thinking NCAA tournament. Yeah. You all right? You get distracted there, No, Prince? no. I was looking at the tip-off time for the Missouri Tiger game. Five o'clock, right? Five o'clock. And I think the Chiefs and Jaguars are 3.15. 3.25, I think. But, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's I, I, and I completely understand. I mean, what's the more important game? Obviously, the number four team is coming to town, and if Mizzou wins, their ticket's probably punched. But at the same time, we're talking. Yeah, he's and a he's Chiefs a huge favorite. Chiefs fan. I can. That's not. He didn't just get on board when Mahomes arrived. Right, he was a Chiefs right. fan. We were in Lifetime school together, right. and he got a playoff game. You got to pick one underdog this weekend. Ooh, I like to this. win. I like this a lot. So too. we got Jaguars, we got Giants, we got Cowboys, mm-hmm. and we got Bengals. One of those to win. Now, they might not win, but the one that you would allocate you personally the highest probability to. Go! It's chalky, but Bengals. That franchise doesn't exist. There's a Bengals. Bengals, the beautiful Susanna Hoffs and her peers with Walk Like an Egyptian. Egyptian. Right, right, right. And I think Hazy Shade of Winter's underrated. The song that broke them through, did you know, was written by Prince, Manic Monday. I love Prince. Um, Yeah, I think the Bengals... Mm. Bengals? Yeah, yes. That's uh, that the team that's playing in Buffalo. Uh, it's it's like shooting a basketball left-handed. I can't help the way words are pronounced. I'm powerful, but yet I don't control the pronunciation of words. Can you try? Can you see if you can get... We'll call Merriam and Webster, see if we can change My dad that. is responsible for everything, right, right, so right, I'll right, work right, with right. that on him. Uh, I think the Bengals nice. are, are the most likely, just based on their... like. Their offense is so powerful that I think they can hang with the Bills. Are you a little concerned about the health of the offensive line? Sure, but they've base. I mean, they've Burroughs played his half of his career with the Bengals with a bad offensive line. So, and he got to a Super Bowl. So, I think that it's possible. All right, there it is. Jackson's play. I don't know. We were talking about this on the Pick Six podcast. That's my uh, podcast, Tim McKernan Show, and our gambling podcast. And I'm sixty percent, fifty nine percent against the spread. Yeah, it's... I usually just kind of mock how bad we are at it. And we have a bit of a formula on this thing. I'm not going to reveal it, but we use the Action Network to get our data. And right now, the best play to make, according to our data and the way I make my plays, is... The Bills? No. Oh, the Giants? No. Boys? Cowboys. Wow. That is correct. Yeah. I... Which, similar to when I bet on the Ravens last week... From a football standpoint, this one this one makes more sense. Yeah, but for from sure. a football standpoint, if I were just betting and I weren't looking at this data, which has led me to getting about six out of ten plays right, certainly profitable, um, I would go. Yeah, I'd take the 49ers. I wouldn't be jumping up and down about it. Sure. But that's who I would take. But this data. So last week I'm taking the Ravens and I'm going. I'm taking the Ravens, but I just totally disagree with my play. <laughs> right. No idea how it's going to happen. And sure enough, the Ravens wound up covering. At least the Cowboys have a healthy. A bunch of the underdogs covered last week. Oh yeah. Uh, Giants, most. Ravens, Jaguars. I think the only one who didn't was the Seahawks. Uh, no, the Buccaneers were underdogs. Yeah, that's right. Bucks. But so I think Bucks and Seahawks were the only underdogs yeah, they cover. I was uncomfortable with that Seahawks play too. Uh, all right. Uh, your thoughts are welcome on uh, Wide Berth uh, Friday. Plus we have the Little Piddles Friday Six Shooter. 314-399-9646, your air comfort serviced uh, deep dive request. Personal attacks also come into the exact same folder. And, uh, and a reminder that Jackson, uh, in eight days, is sharing a room in Jamaica with Lisa Ann. Oh. So, I mean, hey, I, you might want to go after Piddles. I know he's going to weave the, the Celtics beating the Warriors in at some point over the next 45 minutes. But just so you know, that's what he's doing. So you can call Piddles Piddles. 
Yeah, but you aren't sharing a room in Jamaica with Lee Sand. You can take a shot at the King, but you best not miss. Oh my God, the wire. Yeah, this is a little from the wire. Omar coming. Yeah. Rest in peace, Michael K. Williamson. Uh, yeah, I was about to, uh, to to should give him a shout out as well. So there it is. So the table's been set for what should be a magical presentation. It's Balloon Party driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Old Toyota. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. I just want to say that I appreciate this text, and I'd like to give this person some kind of an award. I thought it was about me. It wasn't. But I agree. It's speaking for me. And maybe this is for my burner number. You won't know. I didn't think he could get more arrogant, but here we are. I love Tim, but man, it's getting harder to listen to Piddles. It's from the 314, and I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Because when you think of who the arrogant one is on this show, there's no question it's Jackson. Right. Yeah, I might get that text tattooed on me. I wear I wear that as a, like a WWE holding the belt up. That's, that's what I think about that text. Uh, you can text in as well. Deep dive, a lot of good deep dive requests. Tip of the cap to the audience. Three one four three nine 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 six four six. Jackson, it is Friday, and uh, it's time for the Lil Piddles Friday Six Shooter. Woot! Pew 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 pew. Everyone, oh, the sound effects. Right. That that means high quality stuff. That does. Uh, all right, fire it up. Let's do it. So, the first bullet is, would you be more excited if the Cardinals made a move for Pablo Lopez, or is the offense still the most pressing concern? Now, I understand both of those things can be true. Boy, just a lot of words. Could you please repeat the question? I'm not doing this to buy time. No, I know. It just got to a point where I felt like the the meme of, is it Zach Galifianakis or Russell Crowe in Beautiful Mind, where all the formulas are moving around? Oh, that's Russell Crowe. I wish Galifianakis made a cameo on that movie, though. Uh, would you be more excited for this season if the Cardinals made a move for Pablo Lopez, or, or is the offense still the most pressing concern? And I, my disclaimer on that is I understand both can be true. Got it. So I, the question is, would I be more excited about Pablo Lopez or an offensive solution? Is that fair? Like, would you be? Uh, let me rephrase the question. Would you be content with the Cardinals? Throw something. That's no, all right. It, would you be more content with the Cardinals? Like, would you be content with the Cardinals and what they've done in the offseason if they grab Pablo Lopez? Uh, I the root of my concerns, questions going into the offseason was about the fact that you have solutions for shortstop and you have the last two free agent classes and they haven't tended to it. They are higher on their outfield prospects I guess than I am but I understand at least there is a a, there are a number of potential solutions that are on the precipice or will be on the opening day roster in their minds the pitching situation is empty after this year Mm -hmm. Um, minus one pitcher I mean, what a situation. Yeah. Pablo Lopez would be a hell of a pitcher. Sure. I think I think his reputation might be greater than what he has done at this moment. I think that makes sense. And I know Craig Mish, who's a guy we've had on uh, TMA, was on with Randy and uh, Kerry and Greg Amsinger today and the great Matt Rocchio and was saying if the Marlins were going to make that deal, they would want somebody in return who can start right away for them. And so then you get into the conversation of would the Cardinals trade one of the outfielders in order to get Lopez. So I don't think that there's necessarily like, I think they still will add a bat. I just mm-hmm. don't think it's going to be like 
you know, the right. Trey Turner kind of class of bat because sure. they're not out there anymore. But at this moment, that is the most realistic scenario and perhaps the one that, that you can make the case for is is more in need in the short term. When it comes to the playoffs, you're going to have to have Goldschmidt and Arenado continue to do what they did in 2022 in which one won the MVP and the other was right there with him. And you're going to have to have a couple of guys who had subpar 2022s or were not even in the major leagues, in the case of Jordan Walker, come on the scene and really deliver. Plus, you have the addition of Contreras. But you're, you're asking for, and I think people operate this, it's like Missouri football fans. Well, the defense is taken care of now. Well, you, then you're operating the premise the defense will carry over from 2022 to 2023. You're operating the premise that a guy who's now going to be 36-year-old season is going to carry over his MVP and also be healthy. So... My, my issue is I feel like a lot of the Cardinals in 2023 is based on hope at the moment. And hope is wonderful in Shawshank Redemption, but it's not necessarily a business plan. I like that. I like that. That was a nice little finishing tie, a little no. cherry on top of it. No, that's, I'm, I'm really excited about myself. Second bullet. But you're the arrogant one. Always have been. Uh, with the 2024 class of free agent pitchers, do you think the Cardinals are holding off on signing a starter and so that they can grab one of these splashy signings next season? Ah, I do not think that that is necessarily the plan going into this offseason, but now that they look at the landscape, I can see that being something that they are quite cognizant of because it is a deep class following yeah. the 2023 regular season. Including guys like Aaron Nola. I mean, how awesome would that be? All right, next bullet. We're just going to keep firing away at bullets. With Dennis Gates' style of coaching, which features you know, a lot of nine, ten-man rotations where some guys might not play for extended periods of time, do you think that is counterproductive in today's transfer portal era? I like this question. Initially, I thought you were going to get into basketball strategy and I was going to walk out of the studio. But the, now you're talking about a bigger-picture question, and I do wonder about that. Are you going to be able to get superstars... Because as you pointed out on TMA, when they're in overtime against Wichita State, Kobe Brown didn't even play in. Nope. So it is, it's a system that has worked in this transition year for Gates coming in, and the cupboard's bare, and he brings in a bunch of guys who've transferred for the most part, not everybody, but for the most part. And I do wonder, I, I do wonder about that. I also wonder if he is just cooking the meal with the ingredients that he has, and this isn't necessarily a Mike Anderson, Nolan Richardson-type style of play. You see what I'm saying? Right, but he's also the Leonard Hamilton tree of coaching who runs a similar kind of offense where it's always guys, fresh legs all the time. Sure. So I, I, I just, I really buy into who he is. I'm even higher on him now, and it's got, even if they would have lost to Arkansas on yeah. Wednesday night, it, it's still, I'm really impressed. Yeah. And what a, the tip of the cap to the athletic department for what was at the time when Gabe first wrote about Dennis Gates like oh god almighty here it is again when they hired Frank Haith I'm dead serious I had no idea who the man was I had no idea who the man was with Gates I recall when he popped up on the list I go oh my god he's at Cleveland State I mean what in the world but hey that's sometimes how you you right can the diamonds in the rough yeah and uh, I'm super high on him. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And I think the 9-10 to 10 man rotation thing, 
I don't know if Gates is necessarily looking to attract the guys who wouldn't be into that kind of system. I think he wants to get guys who are team mentality guys who understand once they find their role, find their niche, that they're going to be really successful. So maybe he's not even looking for the guys who are lottery pick guys. I mean, obviously be great to have, but you know, there's teams out there who are better suited because they have guys like Gonzaga. Not a lot of Gonzaga guys go in the first round. You know, it's not necessarily Adam Morrison. Adam Morrison, we saw how that panned out. You know, but Drew Timmy probably won't ever. And Adam Morrison is currently with the Timber. Wolves and he, he is, does a he's a broadcaster with the uh, Zags I think um, which but plays cool. with the Timberwolves when they don't have a Gonzaga game right uh, away games he plays for the Timberwolves that's correct um, but, I like this text too I just got a lot of text for the text of the day I'm getting real tired of little Montego's arrogance Timmy this is good <laughs> is this going to be a new thing where I'm, I'm I just read with the if it's in the prompter Ron reads it and that's what I do. If you think I'm arrogant, go back to the April show where I sang Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Arrogant is all get out. It's like, oh, i got to take on this opening day, and all of a sudden I can't talk over the guy <laughs> singing. Like, it's Harry Carey, and I'm Steve Stone. Yep. All right, next bullet. In a perfect world, who would you like to see in the AFC and NFC championship games, respectively? I think it's an, a better way to answer the question. If you don't mind, now it's the Little Pill Six Shooter, Please. so I, I mean, it's your, you know. But this is a collaborative effort. Okay. Uh I don't really care to see the Giants. Fair enough. And that kind of is... Where, yeah. Because the Cowboys are a storyline. The, the 49ers are a hell of a football team. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not discounting the, the Cowboys' chances, especially in, in part because of the formula. Yeah. And then, of course, the Eagles... Um, with with Jalen Hurts, but keep an eye on his health because sure. the money's at the play. Also, there is the Giants. It's just not as one way as the Cowboys um, and the Jaguars. If we we talked about this yesterday, I think we actually talked about it off air, which really is saying something. How their uniforms bother me as franchise, and therefore I don't want to see them in high profile games. <laughs> and what is that about? I don't know if any of my therapists or I have a team are yeah, listening. Team. If they want to leave a mic drop. But when you're a 46-year-old husband and father, to be concerned about a franchise's teal uniforms and it impacting your enjoyment of their team, eh, that seems to be a bit of a problem. So, in, so if the Jaguars had classic color uniforms, I think I'd be more apt to want to see them in the AFC Championship game. And I really think there's a psychoanalysis to be done there. You can't go wrong in the AFC. Yeah, you really can't. You can't go wrong in the AFC. Yeah, you can't. My interest level be in whoever I wind up betting on, uh -huh. but the AFC, you got a great story. And the thing is, Daniel Jones is kind of a punchline. He goes into his final year free agent. They didn't want him, and now he really is. I'm anxious to see if he tries to pull that against the Eagles and how the Eagles try to tend to Saquon Barkley yeah. if Daniel Jones is going to do what he did, what he run for like around 75 yards against the Vikings. Right, so, in, that, in that wheelhouse, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a it's a good setup for the NFL because you don't have like the Ravens having beaten the Bengals would have been a problem. See yeah. what I'm saying? Right. That, then then with thing, no Lamar Jackson, it's yeah. just like oh, if they have Lamar, if they have Lamar, different whole different deal. whole different story. Yeah, I think the uh, I think the most fun matchup in the NFC would be like the best game would be Eagles Niners. I think the more fun storylines you would get actually would be Cowboys Giants. Uh, best uniform matchup obviously would be Eagles Niners, and then the AFC uh, Bills and Chiefs would be the best uniform matchup and the best game. But you can't go wrong with yeah, yeah. It's Joe the, Burrow and Chase and yeah. Higgins and Mixon. Helmets really bother me, though. All right. So um, you're basing it on that? Well, you know, it's part of it. Okay. So, we're, so we're, we're two guys hosting show who are who are dictating our preferences 
based on the uniforms of the teams. Yeah, and hey, listen to the to the Bengals real quick. We get it. You're Bengals. the Bengals are a tiger. You don't need to have that many tiger stripes on your uniform. All right, next nice. boys. Wow, scalding. How will they recover from that in time for kickoff on Sunday? I hope they're listening. Uh, the NFL will be hosting a record five games in Europe next season, three in uh, London, two in Germany. How many is Jacksonville involved in? How many are the Rams involved in? Probably a fair amount. Um, how long until the NFL puts a team overseas? Mm, I would say within the decade, but I feel like that's such a obvious statement that I don't think it's a great answer, but I don't know that it happens within the next five years, so it's a low-risk play. It's like a minus 200 type of bet, money yeah. line play, but I'll say within the next decade. What yeah, you? I probably, I, the logistics of it, though, still confuse me. I mean, when teams go out there to play, they used to get a bye week after a game in London. Now they don't. I just would think if you're the team in London, you have an away game. That's such a disadvantage to you. Well, it's that, also a disadvantage from a free agency standpoint. I totally agree because I'm sure the taxes are going to be really weird once you're playing overseas like that. I just I, I, they'll figure it out. It's, sure. it's 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 one of those things that you know take your pick of whatever rule and I don't know baseball. The DH would have sounded yeah impossible. Yeah. And yet here it is. If if they're you know I mean you talk to somebody who was a big college basketball fan 25 years ago and say, hey, just so you know, in 2025, there's going to be 100 teams in the NCAA tournament. They would have just dropped dead right there. Right. You know? Can't so be, can't, can't the be resistant idea to change. in 2007 when Missouri got to number one in the country in college football of a playoff, it's like, yeah, I get it, but they'll never. the Bulls will never allow it. And here we are now. We're on the verge of a 12-team playoff, and it might be 16 within the next seven or eight years. It, some There's money to be made, and it's justified as it's great in the favor because of money. And hey, but that's fine. I believe we're all doing these things for, for money. It's not like it's chastised. They're greedy. Well, I mean, they're, it's, it's, it's business. Yeah. So it, inevitably, if you have a market the size of London and you can monopolize Western Europe, yeah. then then I would imagine they will do it. Clearly, they're interested. If they weren't interested, they wouldn't keep going over there. Right. And I talk flight times, but the flight to London to the East Coast is probably similar to New York to, to LA Seattle. or yeah, Seattle. So bam. I'm sure the London to West Coast would be a difficult task for them. But, and we've alluded to this earlier, final bullet. Uh, what is your favorite bet of this weekend? We talked about it. And it's, 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 it's based on the formula. It's the Cowboys. If I were looking at it straight up from a football standpoint, it would be the Bills. Ooh. Yeah, 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 and they also are good on the in the in the formula. They're also beneficial in the formula. Yeah, I, I think the Bills or the the Jags covering. I don't think the Jags are going to win, but the Jags covering is certainly on the table. Well, there it is, Tim. Pew pew. There's the wow. What a six shooter! A lot Probably of buzz in St. Louis after that six shooter. Your responses: three one four three nine 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 six four six. Air Comfort Service text line. Uh, we're going to go into the deep dive. Uh, Lil Montego, <laughs> as he's now known. I guess. I'm not even going to be in Montego Bay. Uh, we'll be in Negril. Is that correct? No, Ocho Rios. Ocho Rios. Negril is where Iggy Ken Strone's Ken Strone's Ken time. Strone. <laughs> it's like Miss Strone soup. Uh, all right, well, that's coming up here on the other side of the break. You are listening to Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. It's driven by Manganas, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to Balloon Party 101 ESPN, driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan. Sitting across from me is Action Jackson, who just told you the final of the Celtics and the Warriors game and asked me what the final on the Blues game was last night. 5-1, right? And, and I had about a split second to make a decision. And I wanted to tell him that was correct and then just read the texts. 
but I didn't. Yeah, if you had just said that's correct, I would have gone. I would have. You would have gone with it. Hundred percent. But you said I want you to say that, and that made me think I should probably look up the yeah, score of the Blues. I gave it away. It's like Teddy KGB and the Oreo, but yeah, uh, which was Blues... a really obvious tell, uh, Mike McD. I mean, you should have picked up on that way earlier. Yeah, it, it doesn't usually work that way. But uh, the Blues win last night by a final score of five to two. So I'm, at, I'm, asking, I'm asking the audience here because I know the guy in the studio <laughs> with me doesn't know or care. So I'm just looking out on Olive Road right now. You see my feet up. You can, I barely can reach across because my legs are the legs of a five-year-old. I was wondering. It's like, what are those things over there? It's yeah, Tim's legs. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's unbelievable. I have a one-year-old, and he's taller than me already. <laughs> and I'm looking out on Olive Road, and I'm just pondering the 2022-2023 season. First off, let me ask you this question. And by you, I mean I, the audience, because you. yeah, because I know who was watching the Blues <laughs> and I knew who was watching the Warriors and Celtics. Yeah. Uh, are you watching the Blues game and intensely hoping that they win? Like, say, about a month ago when they were, you know, at home in between Christmas and New Year's, and we're playing the Leafs and Blackhawks, who we'll, we'll see here in St. Louis tomorrow night. Uh, or are you in a different mindset? Because the weird thing is, is they're only two points back of the wild card spot. And they're only, because Calgary's uh, lost a couple games since winning uh, last Thursday in St. Louis. And it's, it's and they're five pa- points back of the wild. And I think all hockey logic, not all hockey logic, but I think your inclination mine is, I don't want to put this on other people, but I think I'm confident that other people feel this way, is that it just can't continue. It's probably... Did you just moan? No, my chair. It's a squeaky (laughs) chair. And I couldn't be sorry. I gotta sit still. Like, all of a sudden, in the midst of me looking out on Olive, you were so (laughs) disappointed that you could tell I was going to talk about the blues that you audibly moaned into your microphone. No, I That's usu- what I thought. I don't know. I might have to replay the audio. I usually just Like daydream. JFK, and we'll be going back through it. Back it was, into the left. Right. Back into the left. So it's it's such a weird spot because they're winning. The second period last night was a clinic. I mean, Kairou's goal, I would say it was a video game, but if I was playing a video game, I don't know how I would have pulled that off, but it was like a video game caliber goal. I believe Jamie River said uh, up top shelf where uh, Mama hides the peanut butter, if yep. I'm not mistaken. Yep. You're confirming that? You, so you saw it? No, but that sounds like something Jamie would say. <laughs> now, in that case, you delivered it in a way that I bought in. Now, my logic told me there's no way in the hell you were watching it, but the way you delivered the line, I thought, hold on a second. I told you I'm peeking. Wow, you are. You're just too early. Uh, that I've, I'm going, okay, I, is Chris Kerber? I keep going back to what Kerber said last Tuesday. He's like, just let the season play out, because it, it would not be unreasonable, right? I think. Tell me, tell me, text in, tell me, to think that a core of of the guys who have been on absolute heaters here as of late, Sod certainly standing out, um, but Sod, Buchnevich, uh, along with Shen. And, of course, Thomas and Cairo, it might not necessarily be the time you would think it would arrive, but that they can still get this team into the playoffs. And as we've seen, you get in, and who knows. And the thing that I would say is different in 2023 versus 2022 is while the Avalanche are on a a recent win streak here, having won three in a row, 
I don't know how anybody could say there there isn't there isn't what you have in the Eastern Conference this year with the Bruins, who's 13 points up on the Leafs, who would be in first place in the Central, but they're 13 points up on the Leafs. You don't have and you, and you don't have what you had last year with Colorado in the Western Conference, so perhaps it's if you want to take that line and I'm 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 presenting both sides of it because candidly when I'm watching the Blues. I kind of go through this this experience. I'm like, yes, I find myself when they score. I'm like, this is outstanding. They scored within like 28 seconds of a, a goal in the second period. And I'm going, but is this the best thing for the organization? Which I know may sound counterintuitive. And, it, and I'm sure this some people, from a dogma standpoint, are like, how can you even say this? You're not a fan. If you, I'm not saying I don't want them to win. I want them to win a championship. And I don't know how realistic a championship is in 2022, 2023, or even a deep run. It's an odd spot to be in. And why it's different this year, as opposed to take your pick of another year where the trade deadline or when the trade deadline is approaching, is because you have three UFAs. And do the Blues go, okay, well now, hell, we're in third place in the Central, and we're four points up on the top wildcard spot. We're going to the playoffs. So we're going to hold on to O'Reilly, Tarasenko, and Barbashev, and we'll take our chances. That would in poker, a lot of it is you make your judgments based on how your opponent played hands in the past. That would not match up with the way Doug Armstrong has handled this kind of situation. Although it's not like there's a huge sample size of that. But I wonder about it, and I and I go back and forth because they keep they keep winning games. And yeah, I know they lost to the Lightning, but a lot of people are going to lose to the Lightning. And yeah, they lost to the Flames, and it was a rather disconcerting, you know, wrapping up the final 20 minutes of that one. But they beat them two nights beforehand, and how often are you going to beat a team back-to-back games, especially a team that's right there with you in the playoffs? So it's a weird spot. Now, Nashville's on the same kind of level as the Blues, and then you get to Vancouver and the teams below them, and that's where you get into just a bunch of teams, and you're going to see one here tomorrow night in St. Louis, pregame one six p.m., 101 ESPN, with the Blackhawks. Where that that you gotta win those games. Although the Blues have played one of those teams in the Canadiens, and they've had some problems this year, so it's a, it's a it's an odd set of circumstances. Because I think now that we here in St. Louis have seen what it takes to win a Stanley Cup, you look at this team and you look at the 2019 team, and you go, yeah, this team isn't in the same ballpark, but yet they're still lurking. And so it's a it's a it's a it's a tough spot. So I'll, I'll read the feedback that I get in the Air Comfort Service text line in the next segment. How do you feel about it when you're watching games? What are your what's your view on it on the situation? It's a weird deal because, and I think I think the the reason why it's different than other years when they're lurking in the playoff picture is because you have three unrestricted free agents and the trade deadline's five weeks away, and you're going okay. Well, they're going to have to make a decision. And are you thinking, hey, you know what? You just take get in and take your shot. Are you thinking, God? I'd love for him to make a deep run, but everything I know about the game and previous Blues teams tells me this team just doesn't have it in him to make a deep run. But you know what? I, who in the West do you go, oh, if they run into this team? I mean, the Kraken are in first place in the Pacific Division. It's just a different set of circumstances this year than last year, but it's also a different set of circumstances because O'Reilly and Tarasenko are free agents and Barbershop's free agents. So what do you think? Text in 314-399-9646. There's our deep dive here. This is Balloon Party driven by Munganess St. Louis Acura and Toyota on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to Balloon Party. 
101 ESPN, driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura, Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you. Boy, the deep dive today. Strong. Well, I did it, so of course it's good. Does that play? Yeah, yeah. I, yes, I think it works. Um, but here, here's what I was actually saying. The responses are incredibly different Ooh. to the question of how do you feel watching the team and what do you want to see Doug Armstrong do at the deadline? And uh, that shows that's what I wanted to I wanted to get a gauge on is the fan base in the mindset of yeah teams in the mix right now when you look at the standings but we know it's probably not going to happen so we are understanding that there are only probably 10-ish more home games left with Vladimir Tarasenko wearing the note Ryan O'Reilly wearing the note maybe in barbershop or hey you know, there's two different ways for them to get in, whether it be the central or the wild card spot, and you take your chances. The West is down. Jordan Bennington goal can steal a series for you. So let me read some of the responses because we have gotten uh, a bunch of them, and they differ. Uh, Rick here. I like that. Thank you for introducing yourself, Rick. Please. My name is Tim. Uh, Army has to listen. This isn't uh, full yardage. I just read what's in the teleprompter. Come on, Rick. <laughs> Polish up the merchandise and see what offers come in. If you maybe he meant yard sale, I'm gonna say uh, that. yeah. This is at a full yard okay. sale. Polish up the merchandise and see what offers come in. If you get an offer that helps you long term, you take it because what has O'Reilly and '91 done for you this season? The time is now for a new core, good or bad. You find out what you have. I like where Rick is. A lot of logic in there, Tim. I, I like, like the, the I like the logical play. I like this, Rick. Uh, we could get a first-round pick for O'Reilly and or Tarasenko, but no guarantees they'll pan out. Can you name the return they got from the Stasny trade in 2018? Exactly. Get healthy and make a playoff run. So right there, back-to-back text. I didn't pick and choose. I'm just going back-to-back. Yeah. You see in the uh, T-Mac, why bet on Cowboys players when they won't be able to move the ball against the Niner defense? Niners by 10, Craig and 636. Craig, I understand where you're coming from. Here is my reasoning without giving away the formula. I don't even like that Jackson's aware of the formula. I prefer <laughs> to keep this to myself. Uh, the formula that we use and has led to, I don't know, 70-ish to 75% right. win rate is saying that the Cowboys are the play. I agree with you if you were just isolated onto football that the 49ers would be the team yeah. I would take, and in part because of their offense, but also because of the defense you're speaking of. But that's my reasoning, so do with it what you want. Uh, I'm going to keep reading here because we've got a billion of them. This team is different because of the defensive core. There is no one that can replace Bo Meester. I think Falk's close enough to Petra, but there's just not a shutdown duo that can stop some of the elite players and teams. That's why I trade everyone who is unrestricted and saving money. So you see how it's it just it, it yeah. it's just a total differing of opinion. So I was texting with a friend of mine this morning, like six in the morning, before coming in to do TMA, and I said, what do you think the fan base's reaction would be if slash when O'Reilly, Tarasenko, and maybe Barbashev are traded away. And he was saying he thinks most will be understanding, but some will be really irritated that it happened. Also, we're we're talking about something that, in fairness, we we have incomplete information that is going to always be incomplete, but we're going to have a hell of a lot more of that information over the next four weeks between now and the time that the trades would be made. So... If the Blues are in this exact spot where they're lurking, but they're not in, and they're at that point, God, I guess about 15 to 20 games remaining, I, 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 my bet 
is Armstrong still trades. Somebody texted and I saw they could the Blues could win every game between now and the trade deadline. I still think Doug Armstrong is trading O'Reilly and Tarasenko. That that's just that he's made his mind up. Yeah, I it's, it's a really unique spot. I mean, having done radio in the market since 2002 and television since 2000, I don't recall a spot like this. And in a way, Jackson, it's unprecedented because two of these guys will always be gods of sort in St. Louis because they brought the first Stanley Cup here, and one of them's the Conn Smythe winner. Yeah, I really liked what Rick said, though. Like, you throw it out there, and if you get, if you see something good for both of them, you make the move. If not, you, you don't necessarily sell. So I, I really like that Rick. Whoever Rick is, good for you. Right, and thank you for the introduction, Rick. Uh, is he now a friend of the feather? Has to be. Lisa's still your number one friend of the feathers. She's a gem. Uh, all right, it's uh, ten fifty-eight, which means it's time for us to go. Jackson, I could do another hour or two, right? But alas, but alas. it's BK and Ferrario, and they are coming in next. Uh, Jackson, anything you want to say to the people before you go? Somebody insulted you and said you couldn't believe. Uh, that I made a rounders reference and you didn't pick yeah, up. Yeah, there was a texture who said I couldn't. I didn't Jackson pick is up. now addressing specific textures. Yeah, I just real quick, you know, <laughs> uh, a listener said that I didn't pick up on a rounders reference when I literally referenced the name of Matt Damon's character, Matt Damon's character in the film, Mike McD. So I don't see by what logic it makes me think that you've never seen the picture if you don't know Matt Damon's character's name. Wow, Jackson, this guy. He's loaded for bear going into the weekend. Better believe it. I might watch Rounders tonight. I really like Rounders. about that? Big Friday. (laughs) All right, time to shut it down. BK and Ferrari are up next for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.